praise the Lord for His uh, goodness and grace. We were able to survive and we were able to adjust to our personalities. Marriage. It's beautiful and incredible, but it can also get chaotic. This is why we see so many help books not only about keeping your marriage and staying happy with your spouse, but also about building a strong relationship with others in general. We believe that marriage is a lifelong commitment, and this mirrors the one between God and His Church. That being said, you would think, what does it mean to glorify God in your marriage? In this episode of Above Ruby's podcast, we'll welcome our guests, Pastor James and Mam Agape Bermejo. We'll be talking about their relationship, how they started, and the roadblocks they had to overcome along the way with God's help. Thank you for listening Above Ruby's podcast, created by a mom for every mom and parents, for that matter, embracing parenthood and sanity. Here to help you get by through weekly discussions on parenting, relationships, home, and faith as you juggle daily in life. All right, welcome to another episode of Above Ruby's podcast. I'm glad you are tuned in with us today. And for this episode, I am joined with one of the couples I look up to. They are Thanks to Commission missionaries to Cambodia, Pastor James and Mrs. Agape Bermejo. Hello po, how are you? <laughs> Hello, Mamilene. Thank you for inviting us. Ah, you're welcome. And thank you for squeezing in your time for me. Sorry we had to reschedule, but I'm happy our times have finally matched. Okay. Even though Valentine's Day is not something that we really celebrate, you know, but it's a, a perfect time to talk about love, divine love, and our marriage and relationship. For those who are unaware, Pastor James used to be my professor in IGBA Bataan while mom... <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the subject anymore. Forgive me, Pastor James, but I know you were my <laughs> you were my professor. And well, Mam Agape is someone I know since we were young because of the fellowships. Can you share with us a little bit about your love story? How did that start? Our families are already like familiar with, with each uh, other since uh, one of my cousins, uh, Pastor Darwin Dayo, got married to Agapis, uh, one of her aunties. I know there was a time before that we met during the wedding. I forgot the exact year, but uh, I guess that's around uh, 2001 or 2002. Very long time already. Mm-hmm. And uh, a night before the wedding, I know that my family... We stayed in uh, Agapi's uh, house, but during those times, it's like, you know, we're still very young, so yeah, you're still in high school, and uh, I'm sure during the time, I also have my own love life. <laughs> uh, our families already have uh, like close ties since uh, one of our uh, relatives got married, Agapi's uh, dad, and uh, my uncle, uh, Pastor Gerson Bermejo, they were both together in a uh, TCM's uh, board of directors. 
So it's like our family, like we've known each other, but for me and Agape personally, mm-hmm. uh, even during uh, conferences, uh, not that really. As far as I can remember, TCM's uh, national conference in uh, Cebu City, I forgot the exact year. But I think that was really the first time that we had a conversation. But as a friend, like uh, it's just uh, one of those... Acquaintance. Uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, I need to talk with us, uh, with these uh, people, and uh, something like that. What about you, Mam Agape? What can you share about your love story? <laughs> yeah, we were so preoccupied with our own personal lives that we didn't even recognize life. Uh, we're just friends in by name, but mm. not really having a connection. Like The spark is there, but just a friend. So, I just remember those times. Yeah, <laughs> it was in Dasmarinas, Cavite, when we found out that you two were already a couple. That was, I think, in... Mm-hmm. I don't remember the year. Uh, <laughs> that was a long April, time ago. April, April 2012. 2012, and I was like, "Eh, <laughs> Every time we see you walking outside together, it's like, "Ooh, Pastor James and Mama Agape." So, <laughs> since you married almost two months before us, we married the same year in 2012, mm-hmm. I think. So, you, what does a life of an eight-year married couple in the mission field look like? <laughs> you go okay so I will share first we went out of uh, the Philippines as uh, TCA missionaries in uh, 2016 so at least we had uh, four years uh, staying in the Philippines mm-hmm. as a married couple and uh, serving the Lord together to be honest the first year of our marriage was really rough and tough yeah yeah I think almost all couples are uh, mm-hmm. having the same kind of uh, experience. But, uh, for us, really, it's like our characters are we're both the same. Like uh, domin- we have a dominant personality. Ah, leaders. You're both leaders yes. too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's like a clash of... Uh, <laughs> Titans uh, will start. Like, yeah. So the, the first year really was uh, a bit uh, challenging, mm-hmm. but uh, we praised the Lord for His uh, goodness and grace. We were able to survive and we were able to adjust to our personalities. Uh, even until now, we still have mm-hmm. some personalities that we need to adjust because marriage is a journey. It's not just contract signing. <laughs> yes. it's, it's really a, a journey of uh, enjoying our companionship. And uh, I think our years that we spent in the Philippines uh, for four years, it's uh, special. Uh, first year is uh, a bit uh, challenging, but uh, after that, we were able to manage uh, somehow. And when we were outside the Philippines as uh, missionaries, there's another uh, adjustment again. Mm, uh, it's a new place, a new country. We need to adjust to the the language, we really need to uh, go deeper into learning the language, the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like we have so many things in our plates. And of course, we don't want to compromise the, the growth of our marriage. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit challenging really to uh, manage time. But uh, so far, God is really gracious. That, mm-hmm. uh, I can say that uh, we were really able to find that uh, quality time. Mm. that uh, we can really spend together as a couple. And I think it really helps us also. I think also like 
for the first months that we are married, Pastor James was working in a BPO. Yes. So it was a change for my lifestyle as well. I have to be awake during the evening. <laughs> just <laughs> like Prepare it's a change. Yeah. Yes. After the wedding, like uh, just a day, one yeah, day, three, three day. days uh, after the wedding, I changed my residency. <laughs> <laughs> and my, from, from Cagayan de Oro, I went to Valenzuela. So I think one of the, trickle this one, adjustments that I had mm-hmm. is like, the place, the people, the and language. The, the language. Uh, we know Tagalog, but <laughs> it's not our way of life. <laughs> and uh, living with a with the person that I've like, we had a relationship just for everything happened in just one year. Like mm-hmm. the, the we said yes as boyfriend and girlfriend. We got engaged in May, April. We. April. Oh, Officially, <laughs> boyfriend, girlfriend, April. April, and then we got engaged by May, and then we got married at September. So everything was like so fast, like in one year. So there was a lot of adjustment, and when, while we were preparing for the wedding, we were like long distance relationship. Mm-hmm. He would just visit me once a month, and I would be preparing for the wedding. So there was a lot of adjustments, but. I just praise the Lord because He loves God more than He loves mm-hmm. me. That's the thing that really attracted me to, to Him. Like, uh, there was a time that I could really say that His priority is God. Second is me. So, um, that is a very good quality of a man that I've been looking for. <laughs> oh, that's nice. And yeah. speaking of God and our faith, you know, uh, how mm-hmm. did your faith in God strengthen your married life? Hmm. Good question. Uh, good question. <laughs> I had uh, several uh, relationships before uh, Agape. And <laughs> several. <laughs> it's like uh, during those times, really, it's like uh, it, it's always about me, my feelings. Mm-hmm. It's really more focused on uh, myself. But after my last uh, relationship, before uh Mianagapi uh, got official. That's the time really that I talk to the Lord, not just in prayer. Sometimes it's just like I, it seems like I'm abnormal, but <laughs> it's like I, I really said, Lord, I really pray and I I am really asking you to guide me and uh, to provide me a ministry partner because I know that you have uh, prepared my my life for for this kind of uh, service. Mm-hmm. So just uh, provide me the the right partner that uh, I can really work together in the ministry, and that's really the time that my perspective was uh, changed. That uh, it's not about me anymore, but uh, it's really more about uh, God. That's why when we got married, I really told Agapi, uh, you know the priorities of my life: God first, you second, mm-hmm. <laughs> the rest, you know the. the Hierarchy of uh, priorities. <laughs> but uh, my faith really, like uh, there was really a, a big change because during that time that a year before we got uh, married, we already had a long distance relationship. We became a uh, boyfriend-girlfriend online. <laughs> uh, a year before that. Uh, maybe everyone didn't know this. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, oh. We had a relationship around like August of 2011. August, yeah. right? It was in August, but we broke up because we didn't. We were just, I was so busy with my. I still have a field 
feelings with somebody. <laughs> okay. So we so we did broke up for how many months? Uh, until uh, ah no, no until, until December. So from August to December, August we got like boyfriend and girlfriend, but we broke up of 2011. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just messaged him because he was so. He was so silent for how many months. But then uh, for me personally, it was like it's really God who was leading me to this man because I was the kind of person who was like pushing myself to my previous relationship. I was pushing myself to my or this my partners before, my boyfriend. So I was, was like that. All the effort I was pushing, but mm-hmm. this time when, we, when you know it's from God, you will be at peace in your heart that... God will give you the peace and rest that this is the man for you. And you will be like, mm, this is it. Small heart. That was really good. And uh, showing mm. our listeners that no couple is perfect, no? Because it's yeah. only by God's grace that we can mm-hmm. you know, uh, survive the <laughs> suffering of the marriage or the challenges in marriage. And like Pastor mm. James said, it's, a, it's not just in contract. It's a daily challenge that you have to work on. Can you share with us some of the things you argue about and how do you resolve it? It doesn't have to be deep, just something you can mm-hmm. share. And we can relate. <laughs> Something yeah. we can relate. <laughs> no, I think it's uh, it's really about like the five languages of love Mm-mm. that really helps when we understood it more clearer and better. But before that, because uh, it's like I have my I have my own way of showing love, expressing my love, and how the way also that I want to receive love. Yes. But for Agape, it's also different. She, mm-hmm. she has a different way in expressing it and a different mm-hmm. way how to receive it. Mm-hmm. And uh, the thing is that uh, we have a different personality in terms of that kind of uh, matter. Mm-hmm. So that's why there are times that uh, this is what I want. This is what uh, how I wanted to feel or how I wanted uh, the way will uh, will work out. But for Agape also, it's uh, different. So uh, from the very beginning, uh, we have this uh, clash of dominant personalities. So those are the times that, that really we have some uh, misunderstandings, uh, disagreements. Just a matter of really like uh, we have miscommunication of uh, really mm-hmm. understanding that, oh, this is how the way she expresses her love and this is yes. how the way I, I expresses my love. Those kind of matter. That's why we have some uh, arguments and uh, mis- misunderstandings before. That's so true. Being a like single for a long time, I got married like twenty seven. How how mm-hmm. old were you? That's not that I married. I married too early. I married when I was oh. 23. 23, 23. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> but I, I got married when I was twenty seven, and mm-hmm. I I already had my own idea of what marriage should look like, and mm-hmm. I already have my own personality, and like I've been a leader in my own own area of influence as well but really submitting to a man because that's what the bible really said yes wives submit to your own husband there are times that i think like lord it's so hard to submit when you know that you have your own already your own core values you have your own thinking on how how things should 
yeah, how things should work and to submit to a man who, who has also this strong character of leadership. It's a hard thing to really swallow my pride. <laughs> to swallow being a leader of my for a long time as well and knowing myself as well. But it's really by the grace of God to really make God's uh, word the priority and the principle of your life. Like uh, when the Bible says, wives, submit to your own husbands and we should have to really obey it. <laughs> so really it's about like submission the word submission for me as a leader by myself growing up to submit to his authority and sometimes I would feel like he's very like I call him before like dominador <laughs> his name is dominador <laughs> because he is so dominant <laughs> but we praise the Lord that uh, it's really by his grace that the struggle of like what should be the biblical standard mm-hmm. to follow God's will in our lives. That really helped us with our struggles. Ah, that's really that's nice. Very that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I have to agree because uh, I also read the Five Love Languages book because mm-hmm. uh, I think my I have mixed love language and Dane has a different one too. So it's really not easy to. Just because you spoke two different languages doesn't mean you don't mm-hmm. don't love each other. You just do not understand. Yeah. So it's good that you're able to. Of course we have to. <laughs> we have to overcome the challenges. There's there's, there's no way but overcome mm-hmm. it. So that's really good. And also the word compromise yeah. and to sacrifice. <laughs> to sacrifice uh, even because we know that it's not natural mm-hmm. for me to do this kind of thing because this is his love language, but to sacrifice what is unnatural for the sake of love. <laughs> uh, wow, that's <laughs> <Yes>. deep. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's deep. Okay, so uh, right now, as we can all agree, it's not easy to maintain uh, a good marriage. Mm-hmm. And without God's help, we really can't yes, do it on our own. So if, mm-hmm. what's your advice to our fellow Christian couple who might be oh, in the rocks right now, who might be experiencing challenges in their marriage? Mm-hmm. Pastor James? <laughs> uh, for me, really, it's like uh, always uh, go to God first. Mm-hmm. Then uh, don't quit on your love. Don't quit on your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, problems in life are it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's always there. There will always be, even if uh, there are times that you already come to an agreement, but uh, there will be times that uh, you will still uh, experience some problems. But for those who are experiencing some difficult times or challenges in their married life, just go to God first. Then uh, put it away in your mind uh, about uh, quitting mm. because uh, this is uh, I always follow this uh, principle God rewards faithfulness uh, faithfulness in serving him and even uh, faithfulness in uh, really valuing the relationship of uh, the husband and wife and I praise the Lord that uh, little by little he for me personally God really let me experience uh, his rewards uh, for us as uh, a married uh, couple and I always uh, share this uh, idea uh, during a uh, uh, couple's uh, fellowship about uh, love triangle. Mm. That God uh, should always be at the top. The husband and wife, the feeling should always be mutual or mm. the same. The more 
each of us will get closer to God, the more we will also get closer to one another. Mm. And there's really no other way to really become more closer to each other than uh, going uh, through God's principle. And like uh, the common uh, phrase, there, there's always a uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yes, the reality is that there will be problems, there will be disagreements, misunderstandings, yes. and uh, a lot of things. <laughs> but just don't quit. There will always be a reward for uh, faithfulness. Because uh, for me, I take this as uh, one of the important ministry as a man, as a husband, that I should uh, take care of my wife also. And just go to God and uh, don't quit on your marriage. I don't know with Agape, what can we <laughs> share? <laughs> well, we know that problems are just temporary. Mm. And our marriage is an uh, institution by God. And um, if there's something that, as human thinking, we cannot solve, then God will always be the God will always give us the solution. For me personally, is that whenever we have uh, problems, when we have struggles in life, I would always ask God if I would let this uh, problem like just pass or just let it go or shrug it off, will God be happy with my life or will God be happy with our relationship? So it always boils down to me thinking, is God happy of what he is when he is looking at our lives? personally and as a married couple. It all boils boils down. Is God happy with what we're doing? And one of the things that we are doing now, I I forgot uh, for how many years already, but for us now, we are here in the mission field. We really uh, take Monday as our rest day. It's Mm -hmm. like uh, because Mm -hmm. uh, all of the other uh, remaining days, we have uh, schedules already. So Monday we make sure that we will really have our own quality time, like going out mm. uh, as a couple. But we also uh, make sure that we can also spend our own uh, me time. Ah, like yes. My own personal time. Uh, Agape, she will also have her own personal time. We call it uh, me time and we time. <laughs> for, for me, it's like, uh, for example, we, we go to the mall. Mm-hmm. My own uh, me time is just go to a coffee shop spend time reading or playing mm. games something Mm-mm. like that Agape mm-hmm. will also do her like window shopping yeah. go to uh, something like that but I think it's uh, healthy and helpful for couples to also uh, spend quality time with each other and spending quality time also just by our own selves uh, because uh, for us it really helps it helps uh, our uh, marriage uh, relationship um, uh, healthier than before. Oh, uh, <laughs> I like that. That's a good one. So, some couples, they like insist that you always have to go together. And we call that in Tagalog, nakakasakal. <laughs> it's good that you have your own personal time as well to you know connect with yourself and connect with God. So I really like that part. Coming up, Let's talk about the Bermeo's commitment to go to the regions beyond and learn about their mission work. For your daily dose of inspirational proverbs, visit us on Facebook and Instagram. Simply search above Ruby's blog. 
Want to know more about podcasting and connect with podcast virtual assistants? Join us in our exclusive Facebook group. Simply search Podcast VAs Philippines. All right, and we're back. We're still with Pastor James and Mrs. Agape Bermejo. And we want to have a glimpse of your missionary life right now. We know that you are assigned in Cambodia, but was it your plan to be missionaries or was it something that God planned for you but you did not expect? And how long did it take for you to decide for it? We made a personal uh, decision separately. Like, uh, when we were still singles. When we were still mm-hmm. singles. Me... Year 2009, when uh, Pastor Genesis Marahat uh, was one of the speakers in one of the conferences in uh, Luzon. Forgot if it's the last night, but one of his uh, preaching uh, schedule, he challenged the attendees if who are those who really uh, hear God's voice, God's calling for uh, mission. Mm-hmm. And I am one of those who stood up and uh, say yes for missions. And I think for Agapi was uh, 2010 during mm-hmm. the NGYO in Bohol. She also uh-huh. made a decision uh, personally to, mm. to say yes. Uh, during the time, it was uh, Pastor Ben Anderson mm. who challenged the attendees. Mm. But as a couple, when we got married, 2012, before we got married, Pastor Ben uh, Anderson <laughs> already like talked to us. <laughs> it's like... Uh, Gave he's hints, really, yes. He's really doing his part in that. <laughs> convincing us recruiting, <laughs> uh, recruiting us but since 2000 uh, I think 2012 mm. 13 and 14 national conferences in the Philippines we, we always uh, say not yet time mm-hmm. uh, okay. because uh, that's what we thought before because uh, I think our work in uh, Valenzuela is still uh, really growing yeah. and, uh, we really we really enjoy the, the, mm-hmm. the ministry Uh, that the Lord has provided. I can attest to that. I can see that. <laughs> But when uh, he invited us to join the second uh, Southeast Asia Grace Conference in uh, Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, mm-hmm. when we were able to hear one of the testimonies of one of the local uh, member in a close country, maybe we cannot uh, mention the, yeah. uh, the country. Mm-hmm. But uh, they were also part of the delegation during that uh, conferences, uh, during the conference. When we hear the testimony that they are like, instead of being a drug a smuggler, but Bible smuggler. Oh. And they are really like, it's okay for them to be in prison. Just uh, for the sake of really distributing the Bible. It really strikes my heart like uh, like God is, say, is telling me like, James, when? Mm-hmm. When is the time there are people like this in the other countries? willing to go to prison and maybe maybe even willing to die mm-hmm. so that's really the time and uh, I don't know where the gap but uh, during that time that's really the time that as a couple we really decided to say yes that's May 26 2014 mm-hmm. and uh, that's the time that we also talked with uh, Pastor Ben and uh, we told him that I think uh, now is really the right and the right time to mm-hmm. say yes for mission and uh We are uh, willing to to entrust and surrender everything to God. Because um, as a couple, we didn't have that hard time for deciding to go for a mission. Because when we were still singles, God already prepared our heart to be mm-hmm. called in the mission field. So as a couple, it was like we maybe it's not yet time. I'm not yet ready or what. But it was so easy 
that we know that it's really from God. And there's no hesitation or reservations in our heart that, oh, it's not yet, like, I'm not prepared, or what are the expectations of being a missionary, like that. Because when God really leads us, it's um, He will really give some confirmation, and you will be at rest, and your heart will be at mm-hmm. peace to make this kind of decision. It was a hard decision because we really love Valenzuela, yes. uh, our family in Valenzuela, and it was like growing years of the church. But we really praise the Lord because it was Him who really put it in our hearts. It's not because Pastor Ben, <laughs> yes, he uh-uh. will be blamed. <laughs> he will be blamed for this. But it was really God who really um, put in heart in our hearts that burden, that heaviness. That if not now, then when Mm-mm. would be the right time. So, yeah. Wow. And I think uh, one factor also uh, I, I believe is that. Uh, When I was still uh, small, seven, eight years old, when I started to join a prayer meeting in my hometown church, my grandfather, he is now with the Lord. But uh, for how many years, he really prayed that someday may there will be a Bermijo missionary. Mm. And it's like how many years really? And I think that's really one of the big factors also that also leads me to really know the Lord in the sense that uh, he's calling me for mission. Mm. Wow, that's really nice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, can you give us like an, an overview of what it is or what your daily schedules are uh, in your ministry right now in Cambodia? Okay, let's start with Monday because Monday is our <laughs> yes. <first> day. <laughs> usually Monday, like, uh, you know, it's like a lazy day. So we usually mm-hmm. woke up very late since uh, we already told our uh, church members that, sorry, but Monday, it's like we don't accept visitors or uh-huh. something like that. Mm-hmm. So we really, we really told yes. them that. That, uh, no, we, we put boundaries. We really need to set that time just for us. Focus. Yes. Yeah, just and to mm-hmm. re-energize. Yeah. Yes, true. So that's our Monday, and uh, sometimes mm. we go out. Uh, not really sometimes, but usually that's our mm. schedule. We go yes. out. And nowadays, we just uh, sometimes we just uh, drive the motor, motorbike, just go somewhere, mm. and uh, sometimes eat uh, dinner outside, something mm. like that. That's our Monday. Drink coffee. Drink, especially coffee. <laughs> Coffee is life. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Our Tuesday, since we have a schedule in the church at the night time, mm-hmm. so morning is really preparation mm-hmm. till afternoon. Then uh, we have a schedule uh, at the evening. We have a Bible study uh, fellowship. Wednesday morning, we have team devotion together yeah. with uh, one of our commissionaries here, uh, Julia. Mm-hmm. Ever since we arrived, before Myra Omiktin uh, resigned, she was uh, with us also uh, mm-hmm. during the, that schedule. A few months ago, I also had a schedule of uh, playing uh, football or soccer because mm-hmm. that's the popular uh, sport here in yeah. uh, Cambodia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also connecting with the locals. Yeah. Yes. You do uh, it. Even though he doesn't know how to play. <laughs> At first, really, it's like... Uh, <laughs> I should say, uh, basketball is like... Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Philippines, basketball is life. Aside from yes. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, here, I, I learned to enjoy the game. I really started to love the game now mm-hmm. because I slowly understand. It really gives opportunity to connect with the local men. Yes. And I'm happy that uh, because of that, there's uh, one married man that uh, also play with us. And he is now regularly attending our uh, oh, fellowship nice. at the church. And while Pastor James is out playing, I will be, <laughs> I am also like accepting visitors in my house, mm-hmm. like the single ladies yes. that are like out from their work. So uh, example, on Thursday, they have scheduled teaching. So that would be the time that I could connect also with the single ladies, mentor them of what mm-hmm. would be the lessons for the next day of preparation. Mostly it's my girl time. Yeah. <laughs> ladies, uh-uh. ladies night. So um while Pastor James is doing his sports, yeah. <laughs> so I will be in the house also, like, accepting all the single ladies and Mm-mm. eat with them and prepare and mentor them also. And Thursday, Thursday morning and afternoon preparation for our uh, activity in uh, the evening because mm-hmm. uh, we have a prayer a fellowship. There are times also that Thursday that's our laundry day. <laughs> so morning until afternoon uh, it's a laundry time. Uh, laundry time. Friday I have mentoring uh, sessions. One during lunchtime, one in the evening also. That's uh, Right now, I'm mentoring uh, two men, uh, leaders in our uh, local church. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward that they will be trained and uh, equipped so that uh, they can also handle in mm-hmm. the future the pastoral ministry of uh, the mm-hmm. local church. Yeah. Saturday is uh, we are planning to resume our uh, music class uh, in mm-hmm. the afternoon. And usually evening time is our uh, praise and worship songs practice. Mm-hmm. And Sunday is really like holiday morning, mm-hmm. uh, worship nice. here in uh, City Central. And there are times in the afternoon we will go to the other church, Chumchow, for uh, joining for uh, worship also. We, we really do have like a long time for preparation because we don't speak English <laughs> most of the it's time in the church. Yeah. So uh, we have lessons, so we have to really think about the lessons that they could understand, mm-hmm. especially if they have this Buddhist background as well. So you do need to have the contextualization of every lesson. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, do I convey the same message? Mm-hmm. Do, would, would they understand that mm-hmm. this is the principle or the things that I would like them to learn? Because most of them are new mm-hmm. and they don't have like an idea of, not like us in the Philippines, yes. like a long time already, like uh, we know who Jesus is. But mm-hmm. for us, it's like a, we started in a negative or zero scale. Yes. So uh, we're starting to introduce to them the facts of the Bible and we have to really prepare it in the language that they are using. So a lot of preparation is done, but before it's like Mondays to Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we have our language studies as well. But for after three years, it has already stopped. But it doesn't mean that we are yeah. good, very good at it. We are still struggling. Very challenging. Very struggling. Yeah, struggling with uh, the language. Especially for us, it's like for James... We Filipinos can speak like four languages normally yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> and dialects in the Philippines. And you add uh, Khmer, we call it Khmer here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and also the grammar is like, it's so... The construction of the grammar, uh, yeah. the grammar is uh-huh. like, uh, like in English, it's a beautiful girl. 
but when you say it in a uh, kamay it becomes girl beautiful <laughs> when oh, you translate okay. it word for word so it's like mm-hmm. so really like a uh, preparation really is uh, a bit longer mm-hmm. like uh, just what agapi uh, and so, also the writings is not the same as letter a b c but they have another kind of writing if it's like a chinese character yeah. but they also oh, wow. have a cambodian character so it's really the preparation time is really like so long and we want to make sure that they understand what we are going to tell them so we are facing our own laptops and we are making not talking, our own lessons, <laughs> not talking to each other so yeah it's hard but rewarding also mm-hmm. that uh, you would learn the language especially when you're going to buy outside yeah. <laughs> you no have choice. no choice yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yes. So, and, we, but we praise the Lord, yeah, for the busy schedules. But it's God sustains us in yes. strength. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people have, are already commending you for it. But I want to personally mm. say that we've been blessed with your life and ministry in Aww. Cambodia. We <laughs> see Lord. we see your posts and your YouTube channels. And even though I don't understand, mm. I watch it. <laughs> I watch it yeah. sometimes. But we see that God is working in the ministry, and uh, we're yeah. really. We're really praying that it continues to grow uh, that way. And uh, do you have a goal for Cambodia ministry? Maybe five or ten years from now? What's the vision? Last year, we have launched our five-year master plan because uh, mm-hmm. here in Cambodia, we already have the national leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so together with our Cambodian uh, leaders, we launched uh, last year our five-year master plan. So last year, the target was uh, to complete our constitution and bylaws. Uh, since wow. it's written in English, because mm. uh, it's in English first, so <laughs> we yes. completed it in a, and translated it also in oh, wow. a Cambodian language. Mm-hmm. And this year, our target really is to be registered with the government. Mm-hmm. And last year, we affiliated our church organization to. A big umbrella group okay. is uh, Evangelical Fellowship of Cambodia. They are registered with the government. Mm-hmm. They are the ones who help us renew our visa for one oh, year. Oh, nice. We don't have any problem with that anymore. Mm-hmm. So we are already recognized and uh, uh, our application was already accepted and approved. So they will be helping us also in uh, registering with the government. Mm-hmm. So that's our target for this year. For next year, uh, 2022, our target is to establish uh, two new local churches, mm-hmm. uh, Lord willing. Yes. Uh, that's our target. Then in uh, 2023, to buy a property here in uh, Phnom Penh City, in the capital. So that will be used as the headquarters and like a Bible training center or like mm-hmm. a Bible school. Okay. And the last year of uh, the five-year master plan, 2024, our target is to start the Bible Training Center. Mm-hmm. And perhaps during that time, we could be able to train and equip uh, leaders also that can be part of the teaching staff. Nice. That's really nice. Wow, let's pray for that. That's a big goal to have and only by mm-hmm. His grace that we can do it. Amen. We also have here in Bagak, we also have different ministries we're praying for. And please keep mm-hmm. posting because that's the only way we get updated. <laughs> With, yes. Sure. And yes, so it's really nice to see people working, like dedicating their lives to the Lord, no, 100%. And we, I just wanted to let you know that we are blessed by your lives and we praise God for using you as 
as an example for the ministry, for the mission. Now, what's your advice for the younger generation who are probably thinking about giving their lives for the ministry or joining the mission work in the future, going to the regions beyond? What do they need to prepare for? And maybe how important is it for them to have a partner with the same goal as you? <laughs> One thing that I could really like suggest and I hope that the younger generation will do is that just enjoy the journey where God has put you. Be faithful in the ministry that where you are right now. God has planted you. Be faithful in that. And if God has called you to be in the mission field, He will let you know that and He will impress it in your heart. And no one can really like force you to be in the mission field, but only God can mm-hmm. put that in your heart. So wherever you are or what ministry you are right now, be faithful in that ministry. And soon, if God calls you in the mission field, then it will not be hard for you to identify that this is a calling for God. For me, what really convinced me like to my bone mm-hmm. <laughs> when I have learned the uh, statistics that around uh, 50,000 uh, mm-hmm. people are dying every day without hearing even once the name of uh, Jesus. And when we go back to Philippians uh, chapter 2, verse, I think that's uh, 8, 9, and 10, like, Every knee will bow, every time yes. confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Mm-hmm. So it's like right now, there are still a lot of tribes or languages or people groups. We call it people groups. Even uh, one person is not yet a Christian in the in that people group. Meaning, there are still a lot of dialects, people groups, tribes, or maybe in some countries that God's glory has not been declared yet in those places. Mm-hmm. The reality is that God's mission work or the task ahead is still great. Yeah. So we really need uh, more manpower. Mm-hmm. It's really a personal calling. Mm-hmm. Because I know there are some people uh, that also like trying to become one, but uh, it's really God's calling. Mm-hmm. And uh, as what Agapi said, just be faithful in uh, what you're doing right now in mm-hmm. your area of influence in the, in the ministry. There's really no big or small ministry. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where God has put you right now, just be faithful. If the Lord wills, your giftings will be used in a cross-cultural setting. God will really impress it in your heart. But the reality is that we really need more people mm-hmm. to be in the mission field because mm-hmm. uh, the work here in the mission field is still uh, still big, still great. Uh-huh. Here in Cambodia, like mm-hmm. for example, out of 16,200,000 uh, population, 95% are still Buddhist. Mm-hmm. 95%. Those who are like associated with the Christianity, around the 3%. But those who are really like active and involved in the church ministries and activities, it's just around 2%. Mm-hmm. So could you imagine just very small percentage? Yes, there are challenges, but we are so happy right now what we have been seeing so far that uh, more Cambodians are not just participating, but also leading. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the Christian uh, movement here in uh, Cambodia. So this is just Cambodia. How about those other countries that like more than 95% are still Buddhist mm-hmm. and even those other uh, countries. So meaning the work is still big, but just be faithful in uh, where you are. Mm-hmm. And if the Lord wills, he will call you for missions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, that's really good. Thank you so much for your time today. <laughs> that ends up this episode. Thank you so much for uh, Pastor James and Mam Agape. I know you're busy, but you spent this time for me and I really appreciate that. If people want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Know more about the ministry in Cambodia. They can contact us anytime through Messenger, uh, Facebook. <laughs> I'm not sure with the phone number, but maybe for nowadays online or social media yes. is uh, a much mm-hmm. better communication uh, line. So they can contact us uh, directly through our Facebook or Messenger. And our minister here in Cambodia have a Facebook page also named Cambodia Grace Gospel Church. Okay. <laughs> Cambodia Grace Gospel Church is a Facebook page. And for our local church, we have a Cambodia Grace Gospel Church, City Central Ministries, uh-huh. if you want to look for updates. And, those, uh, and we have a YouTube account also yes. for the ministry here in Cambodia. It's called Kamai Connect. It's spelled as K-H-M-E-R space connect. So uh, you can find us also in YouTube. <laughs> oh, all this time, I thought that's Khmer or... No, it's yes, Khmer. Khmer. Yeah, Khmer. Pastor, let's end this with a prayer. Can you lead us in prayer? It was a really sure. nice conversation. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Uh, before I pray, thank you, Ma'am Nilin, for this opportunity of sharing our life and love story. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, mission journey yes and thank you for those who are uh, who will be listening to this podcast especially those uh, uh, mission partners of ours uh, from the bottom of our hearts thank you for your partnership for your faithfulness in praying and supporting God and God's mission and God's missionaries yes uh, here in Cambodia we really appreciate it yeah. let's pray Lord thank you because you are a faithful God Uh, we know there are times that uh, we are weak and even there are times that uh, we have not been faithful to you. But we thank you because your character never changes. It's who you are. You are a faithful God. And we thank you because uh, that's also uh, one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit, uh, faithfulness. Lord, help us that we will be faithful also, not just only to you, but faithful in in service, faithful in our married uh, life, faithful with our partners, faithful uh, in finances, faithful in uh, whatever things that you have entrusted to us. So we thank you, Lord, for the different uh, opportunities and privileges that you have uh, provided uh, in front of us so that we can participate in what you are already doing in the world today, especially in uh, declaring your glory among the nations. And uh, we just want to thank you, Lord, that uh, despite there's still uh, COVID matters, but we thank you for your goodness and your grace that you have sustained our needs. You have uh, supplied us uh, good health. And uh, we thank you for this uh, ministry of Mamnili uh, together with their whole family. Thank you, Lord, that there's this uh, online avenue of uh, sharing with one another, encouraging one another. We pray for the ministries in uh, Bataan, uh, especially through IGBI, uh, Bagat. We are so glad and so happy with uh, all the things that has been uh, done there uh, with your people. Thank you for those uh, new churches, 
uh, the ministries that uh, our uh, pastors, Bible women, the Bible students are uh, involved with. We pray for you, Lord, to continue to guide them and uh, bestow upon them your your grace and goodness, and and that their needs will also be supplied. Thank you, Lord, for for all of this, uh, these things. We pray for safety for everyone. As we know, there's still a risk of uh, going out or maybe being exposed to to someone uh, who have uh, COVID. Uh, but we just pray, Lord, for your guidance. Protect us, and all our family members, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. And uh, we just want to entrust to you, Lord, all the the things that we we desire, we we wanted to happen, our goals in life. Uh, we just want to entrust it to you, Lord, because we know that it's only us. There's uh, really no way that we could be able to achieve all of this. That's why we are entrusting it to you, Lord, because we want to give to you the glory and the honor and the praise so thank you for today lord and uh, thank you for this uh, opportunity it's a uh, fun and uh, we hope that it will be fruitful uh, others lives will be encouraged and uh, will be blessed thank you and in jesus name we give thanks and we pray amen amen and that's a wrap I am so grateful and blessed to have the opportunity to talk to the Bermejos and learn about their relationship and life as missionaries. May we all be encouraged to continue living each day of our lives, glorifying God and God alone. After all, that's the only thing that counts. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Sign up to my newsletter so you're notified of my next podcast at www.aboveprecious.com or follow me via Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and other channels. Today's Bible reading is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 to 3, 8 to 10, and verse 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can move mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, they will vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. And now abideth faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Find out on the next episode of Above Ruby's podcast. Let's talk about parenting while working from home with one of my colleagues at Zencaster, someone I consider my podcast coach, Sunny Galt. 